Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Art and Labor um, podcast for ne'er do wells who are interested in labor politics. I am OK Fox. Um, joined with me as always is Sarah Crow. Hey, guys. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> How are you doing, Sarah? Oh, I'm uh, I'm doing great. I have I just bought a rubber tree, so it, yeah, it's beautiful, yeah, oh. very nice dark color. Um, joined with us today um, are two very special guests. We have returning champion Alec Robbins. Hi, Alec. <laughs> returning champion. Yeah. Hello. Technical <laughs> co-host, as we've decided. I won the last one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think our official LA correspondent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> and Hannah Guerrero. Hi, Hannah. Hello. Um, Happy to be here. <laughs> so Hannah is with the Scenic Painters, um, and we thought, uh, yeah, what's your local? That, that might be an interesting insight uh, today. USA eight twenty nine, baby. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, returning. Art and labor listeners will remember that Alec Robbins is a beloved internet cartoonist, uh, <laughs> beloved on Twitter cartoonist, uh, uh, just nominated for an Ignatz for Mr. Boop. Um, yeah. And uh, Crime Hot is uh, ongoing, launching a th- third and fourth issues, right? Uh, yeah, the first two are available. The third one I'm trying to have ready by SPX. Fourth one. Could be a long time away. We'll see. <laughs> there we go. I just saw that cover that uh, looked so fucking good. Oh, thank um, you so much. Yeah, Remy Bordell did some art for that too. I keep using her oh, as like oh, a cover artist. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. <laughs> and Alec also has worked in um, film and television in the past. So um, we have a, a full on uh, panel discussion. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> We're all equipped, experienced. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> readers of the show description will know we are talking about the finale for the um, Nathan Fielder um, video art <laughs> series, uh, the rehearsal. Um, yeah, ha- I guess initial thoughts. How do we all feel? Hannah literally just watched it. Right? I did. Yeah. I, uh, I honestly, I have the sensation of feeling like I... I thought I knew what was coming, not even, like, I had no way of knowing, but then I feel very confused about the last episode, and <laughs> I don't, I, I, that's just where I'll begin. I'll just say that. <laughs> Alec, did quick, you enjoy is, it? Is my audio getting picked up? I don't see anything on my waveform. On yes. The, oh, okay. Phew. You're good. There you go. Yeah. Just, some, just some weird glitch. Okay. How do I feel about... The rehearsal finale, um, c- conflicted, but I, lo- I love the show. I love the show. I have like a lot of very strong opinions on it and I know people who worked on it and I think they're extremely, extremely talented. Um, so like the show more than anything has impressed me, but I have my own feelings on like where they took it and which ways I think they should have gone with it. And, um, how it stuck the landing or didn't maybe, but we can get into that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been thinking yeah. of I it as that... um, almost like a kind of reality TV show, Twin Peaks, the returns. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's kind Mirror. of in that, or I've been describing it to people as, or as Nathan Fielder, as, uh, as, as our Kubrick where like, you can just give him infinite money and he'll actually do infinite stuff with it. 
<laughs> yeah, that's something I admire is like it, it really does make the most out of the fact that he got an HBO show. Yeah, um, yeah. It feels... uh, but they didn't want to splurge for those speaking oh extras. Incredible. <laughs> Amazing. Well, but that so that's like a good thing to start with though. Like that that's yeah. definitely a joke. Yeah. Like there's yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like the sort of thing we're like presenting it as uh, like the, there's that one, and then there's also like I moved the whole uh, bar to um, Portland. Like, yeah. I didn't want to get rid of, of it. Building, yeah. yeah and it's like and when I you move this dumb yeah. hallway, and it's like and it's yeah. a funny line, and it's a funny way to yeah. twist the narrative. But like, mm-hmm. you know what else probably cost yeah. fifteen thousand dollars was moving the bar from New York to <laughs> oh, Portland. Yeah. You, the wood, the wood to make that hallway cost fifteen thousand dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably in a dumpster. Yeah. No. No, I uh, want Nate's Lizard Lounge to still be a functioning. Yeah. <laughs> they might. They might be holding on to it for season two I've, if they yeah. have plans to. Build, I don't know if uh, you guys uh, saw the <laughs> promo <laughs> image for season two, but it's definitely, no. it's uh, it's definitely got the fake Angela woman sitting on. Yo, fake Angela. <laughs> fake Angela. Academy Award performance. She oh was really God. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was I was struck with how she was, I mean, hitting hitting her notes right, but also was like too too much smarter. I'm smart. Um, too much smarter than actual Angela because she kept actually bringing into the discussion the real problems with the show that yeah. Angela was like not. <laughs> which not, may which or may not have been fed. Little, yeah, those, fed, those yeah. may have been like um, yeah. guided. Producer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But so good. But I, I would, yeah. Assume I think they I would be surprised. <laughs> I described uh, the show to someone this weekend because I feel like every like fourth conversation I had was like, "Hey, by the way, yeah. are you watching the rehearsal?" Yeah, it's and, coming up a lot. <laughs> and I, I described it to someone as a post-COVID, post-reality, TV, post-TV TV show studying TV. Yeah, mm. which. Uh, mm. and COVID seems to kind of play a part in it only because of like, I guess, and I think you all talked about this on the last discussion mm. about the show. Like it did change, probably change the, uh, trajectory of what they maybe had initially mm. thought of doing. And I think where they ended up was probably more interesting, but maybe also why we feel a little confused at the end. Right. But maybe it's not related at all. I don't know. Yeah, I I am on the record of being a pro or or not pro, but like I strongly think that episode 1 is is a much stronger yeah. episode yeah. than the rest of the series and stands mm-hmm. alone as a singular like really amazing hour of of television um and a lot of that is due to the scenic design. <laughs> um, yeah. And just the immensity of that scenic design. Well, because um, it makes you yeah. want, want it all way more like the seeing the lounge, the alligator lounge again and again. You're like, yes. <laughs> and, and like having it, yeah. having it be moved around and then shipping a set and then having like scenics meet meet the alligator lounge on the other side of the, the country and have to like make it good again and put the walls back together and it's, make it's sure in New York, like, right? 
they built it in new york when they, they first, built right. it in new york and okay. moved it then to portland yep, 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 yep. okay yeah. sorry <laughs> and and then they had to i don't know i i love that finally they did figure out a way like of course we have to build the inside of the house to rehearse with fake angela and <laughs> so i'm glad that they kept doing it but i wish it i wish that the sets had played a bigger character a bigger bigger role mm-hmm. like they did in the first episode for sure yeah, yeah they're like not the... as built okay. out like that than the uh, mm-hmm. second alligator lounge go ahead Alex. yeah Sorry. like the, the second episode i think the one where they had um the guy who was talking about the inheritance um yeah they built like a restaurant yes and it was really funny because yeah. I, I think the contrivance there was like they wanted to find a reason to there. build to build another place right yes and they have just vo- the only hint that this guy had any interest in in doing this confession at a at an actual location that wasn't like a home <laughs> is in voiceover so it's really clear they like contrived and they might have asked him like where would you do this if you went out in public and like found his answer and, then, and it's a it's a it. regional <laughs> regional chicken fingers chain it's like a uh yep. it's very good raising canes raising canes <laughs> raising canes rules. yeah Shout out raising cake. <laughs> we love your sauce. <laughs> I've never big, had it. Big Bayou, Louisiana. Then shit. also, like they probably had to call raising canes and get clearance yeah. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure they were like, sure. HBO. Sure. Yeah, yeah. HBO <laughs> calling, yeah. yeah, of course. More chicken fingers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 set was just um, so amazing and like and something that. Um, me and Alec have talked about uh, uh, in our in our comics discord a little bit was um, something another aspect of making the show that isn't isn't playing isn't being played with uh, metatextually is the editing huge for me that's huge right? so like we, we talked about the show as like a, a response to reality TV as a genre as like a way to put a lens on it and this is where I kind of think it falls apart a little bit because a lot of it is about the artifice of it and about the influence, like having cameras around or having uh, a guiding voice around to influence the other uh, performers in quotes, Mm -hmm. but like stars. Um, Mm -hmm. So much of the narrative you craft comes from the editing. And I I know just from like knowing absolutely editors, how much they build the story of Nathan for you and all the other Abso shows Mm -hmm. Um, and like Eric Andre show too, like out of, way too much material, way too much meandering plot lines and, and more fit into something really clear, legible, um, interesting and follows an arc that has to do with the rest of it. Like it's a lot of work for these comedy shows, especially also making it really funny and setting up clear comedic premises. But like, if you're going to do that about all reality as a whole and not show any of the edit based stuff and show how much work yeah. goes into like twisting what they say and, and making mm. it appear a certain way. You're, you're losing a huge chunk of what you could be talking about. It's a really good point. But maybe that's season two. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. And maybe there's a little, back. I'll say there's like a little bit of it. It's, um, it's just very like backgrounded and like, why not twist the wall another dimension? You know? I mean, right. I think my thinking is like, and this, there's a whole other rabbit hole to go down, which is what this show is all about, I guess. But like, he is playing a fictional version of himself on the show. And that is not the same person who is in the edit bay. That's one layer higher. And -hmm. if they wanted to show the edit bay and they wanted to show some of that, they would also need to construct like a layer, like a a layer in between because he doesn't want to show his real self. So they need like, and here's me editing the show, which is slightly different than the me playing the show. 
it's it's complicated, so I get why they wouldn't do it because it's already so much to cover in six episodes. How are you going to stack this layer? I'm not asking them to do it. I'm saying, wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, I do think it's similarly obfuscated that like a entire huge team built that uh, bar and built all those houses, and like them <laughs> building it isn't really shown. Like, and that would be interesting yeah, to watch. Yeah, they do cool. show them like scanning the rooms and stuff in certain yeah. places, um, which is great. It would be fun, but also probably like so boring. It would be it would be cool for like like it'd be cool as a time lapse, but the real watch right. would be like, oh my god, I can't believe that people are like like uh, I don't know. I guess they well, might like, with show the, with a the proper lapse. framing. Yeah, like with with the right editing, it wouldn't be boring. You'd be able to like a lot so of the true. comedy. Yeah. With Nate, with Nathan's stuff is like the amount of work that goes into something really pointless, and that's like on display hugely in the first steps of the rehearsal, where they're showing you the balloon that's like up in the corner that's just been hanging around the entrance of the vent, and it's like right. showing a worker putting that there with the with the narration would be really funny. I mean, they kind True. of the same, and I think they so. kind of do that a bit with the actors. Like this is a super actor centric. Mm-hmm you know, season of whatever this show is going to be eventually. But um, <laughs> like, oh, God, I fucking love the uh, the background actor who was like eating chicken by just kind of like, oh, my God, moving yeah. it. showing that stuff was great. Yeah, exactly. Or like <laughs> yeah. keeping the original sound for the birthday party. Um, Amazing. So like a certain like level those are different to me. Where, like, yeah. Even the kids like, who are working that know how to like Ha- like talk without talking kind of that was crazy um, i mean the, the the stuff with the chicken with the guy eating the chicken in like the very fake way where he's not actually biting that to me reads as they just had the cameras on they're like that's a funny byproduct of what right. we've set up and it's funny to call attention to it yeah. whereas the birthday party thing to me was almost definitely conceived of like in the writer's room where it's like okay this would be a really good gag it's got a lot of visual weight it has like a little more emotional way because it's a birthday party that Nathan can't experience the right way. So like, mm-hmm. I like the stuff where they, they naturally find something in what they've set up more than I like the right. contriving whole scenarios. <laughs> like this, this kid who becomes so attached to Nathan, which is like that whole thing. Like if we could have ended the show somehow <laughs> with that, those two, with that relationship, because it became so like layered but opposite layered that he didn't expect for that to happen. But the fact that that kid couldn't leave that birthday, like did not want to leave that birthday party was also like very sad and also cool and very confusing. But I think uh, also I had another quick thought that there, I'm sure every time they changed that kid out, there was maybe probably like a 30 minute to an hour period where they were like, okay, like, no, I'm your, you know, they had to re, um, reacclimate him to reality. You're reacclimate, talking, yeah. or, but no, like react or acclimate into the show, oh, like yeah, acclimate yeah. into, of course they're actors, but they also are children. children so, yeah. um, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be funny to see the, like the, the, before they sort of action. And I think that's you know, like, or, he was trying to, then emulate like well how could i have been a mother doing this right or then how could i have been nathan field <laughs> the, the bits where like right. he teaches he teaches the uh, he teaches one of the adams uh toxic masculinity by like refusing to like hold his hand and like 
<laughs> oh yeah. Here's how he could have like. <laughs> I was really distractedly annoyed that Nathan wasn't wearing a wig for. Oh my god, Casey yeah. said the same thing while we were watching really? together. They, they brought that up. Like, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, interesting. why not do it? I thought it was interesting that he didn't go full drag, and then at the very right. last second, also was like. <laughs> I think he everything would have worked better if he had. Yeah, no, my partner Casey yes. called him a coward for not wearing the wig. <laughs> I thought it was cowardly. Kind of jokingly, I thought it was but yeah, cowardly. I think maybe I, really. I completely agree, but I guess also maybe they just wanted to use those weird mirrors again more. <laughs> like because there was that yeah. shot of him with the. Oh, that's age. a great call. I yeah. bet it was just hair. Matt. Yeah, they, but then but also they could have. We done can put at the least girl face face of, app on this. Did you guys know that? Like. He didn't have to do like full drag, but he should have worn a wig. I thought it was like totally. really distracting. Just a little his extra. Hair is, yeah. his, his hair is too iconic, and like, iconic. and maybe maybe well, he, like, ch- he changed his hair for when he was playing the other actor. So it, right, right. So he had a wig. Yeah. He had a wig for that wig mm-hmm. for Tom. It, so it's like yeah. kind of weird, inconsistent yeah. rules for gender. <laughs> I don't- <laughs> right. Yeah, I actually didn't think about like why didn't why wouldn't he have committed to that. All like, the they still could have done mirror gag. They could have done, like, a really yassified <laughs> right. version of that mom's hair. I would, I would like, say. Like, the mirror could have like, been more extreme. Yeah. The mirror could have been. Than like, his actual wig, yeah, yeah, if he had yeah. done or, or, like, the mirror could have done, like, full face that makeup. Or, mm. It kind of, I mean, I think that if you, um, if you do it wrong, if you put on a wig wrong, then it becomes a, like, oh, is it just funny that somebody's, it's a man in a dress, like. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah, joke I'm sure that's now. what they were worried yeah. about the whole time. That's that's like, what I brought up. I was like, I think he might have thought it was too dicey. Yeah. And like, is it is it a joke when it's not supposed to be? Is it an extra faltering even layer? on being able to like get a word in edgewise about Israel? <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. god! <laughs> also so cowardly. I, I like. We'll see. Really... Go on. What getting to? No, I, I, okay, getting... I saw your uh, post about it. It was yeah, like I I was mad about that. I I thought it was I, I would like... be too, but I'm sure it was like also. A, I think a in real life pre- he might yeah. have exactly. Um, right, and that's mm-hmm. uh, maybe not for sure. Maybe like maybe maybe he is the type of person who just like doesn't want to start a conflict, but. That I think is irrelevant sure. for the show because in the show I think he let it happen because he wants it's his, it's his Nathan for you instinct as a mm-hmm. comedian like let them hang yeah. themselves with their rope <laughs> so we can get more material because if he if he says something back they might clam up mm-hmm. or they I might just think lose it's the too yeah. important to not like tread the line I know it's a really difficult line to tread of like doing the joke but also literally mentioning Palestine even one time. Like, I don't think it would have been that hard to be, to be like, uh, or, uh, the Palestinians or I don't know. It's complicated, but like, it wasn't that right. it was just like, I agree with you. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> pitching. Yeah. The, uh, the reason why I thought maybe he didn't even bother. No, but. I think so too. I mean, I, it, but it, it came, what it came across to me is like, oh, big Israel wins again. Like, no, I no mean, I, I think like Alec, you have it really right where it's the same thing he would do when, uh, it, you know, Angela would start talking about satanic. Like, did you know that this was satanic? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God, I had no idea that people thought that <laughs> or- eating poop well, is a satanic ritual. Yeah, like him, him. All right, can I wait? Let me, let me use this as a jumping off okay, point yeah. if I can. Cause like <laughs> one of my biggest problems with the rehearsal is that it is doubling down on this fictional Nathan character that it's, it's definitely, you know, related to the real Nathan. But it's completely born out of that comedic premise from Nathan for you where he is going to 
put people in complex, convoluted, insane predicaments, and then pretend that it's not insane Mm -hmm. and let them keep talking. And if they have a problem with it, he'll act like nothing's wrong. And so like, that's all out of necessity of the premise of Nathan for you. But he started to use that, those like the, the behaviors that that person might have to build a character of Nathan over that series. And the, the character of Nathan in the rehearsal is that same character to a degree with a little less of a veneer of fiction. Mm-hmm. And it's not a very interesting character as compared to the other times Nathan broke character on Nathan for you, like when he's laughing at the P tweet or some of the more <laughs> revealing moments in finding Francis. Mm-hmm. And instead it's like double down on this guy who wants to connect with other people and is scared to go through life without the proper preparation. Mm-hmm. And I stopped mm-hmm. after a while. I, I don't buy some yeah. of his like narrative desires anymore, like wanting to have a kid, like maybe Nathan Fielder is interested in that, but I don't think that's why he got into it in the series. I think he got into it because it was his comedic instinct to put himself where he shouldn't mm-hmm. be and prod people mm-hmm. further. Or maybe, yeah. yeah, I think like Angela, real Angela was also yeah. obviously cast as Angela. Right. I mean, yeah. that might, might be her name, whatever. And like she also might be an actor, I think she's playing re- that role. She's like from yeah. To my experience, up. they use real people. Like I mean, from what I know about absolutely, like from when I worked there, I didn't work on Nathan for you, um, but you know, a bunch of my friends did, and I, I was around during production. Um, and there's like a, I was telling okay before we started filming, there's a certain amount of magic that I probably like should respectfully not mention, but like <laughs> the reactions from people are real. They do bring real people on. It's just very careful and it's guided and they have a lot sure. of fail safes and they, they know what they might expect and they know how to get that kind of reaction. Um, yeah. But I always say like, yeah, it's very real. Like if someone is reacting in a certain way, it's because that's how they would react in that very manipulative sure. situation. <laughs> They've like, But I, I guess, oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say like maybe they, maybe – they saw the opportunity for Nathan to be like, okay, Nathan, now the character of Nathan is going to decide that they want to participate in this child experience because mm. Angela is the way that Angela is. And this is going to be awesome. Oh yeah. Maybe like, even yeah. Be like, because she, because he is Jewish and she already from kind of the get go had been making like <laughs> fucked up comments. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you can sense actually, what conflict would come from that and how yeah, far. Yeah, be yeah. Because yeah. they could have kept Robbie. Like they could have like made it work. Like sweetened the deal. Like kept like right, even though he yeah. left. I don't know. They could have tried <laughs> to get him back. Yeah, that could have been a narrative. He, he's in a <laughs> that they interview, uh, or he's in at least one interview talking. You know, they really didn't. <laughs> Like I talked about God a lot more than they showed. And like, oh yeah, my my friend Gita did that interview with him. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. That, that that's like that's I think I got to rewatch that episode because there was some that was some wild. Oh, the angel <laughs> numbers wild guy. I love that. The numbers yeah. and the the instant fight with that roommate <laughs> that just started happening. It's like oh my god, what? yeah. Well, they give yeah. away. I read that that roommate passed away after the production. Oh, I know he, he apparently got into a car accident. Oh no! This show's cursed. Um, the <laughs> that's gonna are they gonna they're gonna bring that? Well, the point where I, mean, I, hope they, I hope they don't. That's not worth going back <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs> no, to but the guy yeah. talks about car accidents so much. I know yeah. it is, but it's probably it, not. How do you how do you do that without it feeling callous going back? To right. <laughs> so fucked up. It's just. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, they let the the kind of Christian people spout off, and then they let the Jewish tutor spout off, and like um, something about like something about like shows like this where people are like, oh, it's like you know, it's just reality. It's just documenting. It's just whatever. There, I don't know. I still get like really hung up on like. Well, there are certain things that you know you have a, a responsibility towards. That's why you're not wearing a wig in the scene where mm-hmm. you're a woman. You you think you have a responsibility to like, uh, you, you know, to 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 women to to do the right thing by them or something like. But this, you know, there's other. Yeah, it's choices. funny gauging where the line is for Nathan via yeah. that's right because he's very willing to make himself come off as sort of a monster. I think a lot of people are like walking away from the show, like kind of earnestly thinking the ethics are very fucked and Nathan should be in jail or like, like to different levels of extremity. Like not, not literally that. Well, let's talk about fucking Hassan Piker calling you out for no fucking reason. Alec, that was so, I can't like when I, uh, like I didn't start with him though. Yeah. It was, I, 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 first of all, I barely know, who he is he's just a huge platform streamer he's just got he's just a does huge he stream platform. video games or is it like no he's like a leftist that's the thing i, got, like I get that so I, that's that's what i'm confused i never mind yeah it's like Whatever. politics <laughs> well, he's, <laughs> the, he's like the son or no he's not the son he's the nephew of a of like the guy who founded the young that's turks right, yeah. and like came out oh, of that completely world and like, that. he comes oh. from left media he's left media guy like and and here he is like talking down to you who is like a worker on these productions saying just something very benign and critical like I, like i think like what happened because uh, yeah like people were really riled up when i the, the story is i said something about how like nathan is matter of fact manipulative that is the mm-hmm. point of the show <laughs> um but i was responding to like discourse i had already seen on the timeline i just didn't tag anybody because i don't like to drag people into it i'm just adding to a conversation that i envisioned other people knew was happening and i guess for most of the people that saw my post i was the first stone thrown so it it looked like i was coming in very heated about something that uh people are like why are you mad about this i'm like i was reacting to other people saying nathan isn't manipulative i'm like well he is right um so i totally get people who came in and saw the post and were like why is this person attacking nathan because the context wasn't there um, but with right. the context, I don't know how you could argue right. <laughs> against well, anything I said. Yeah. I mean, and then Hassan's reply to you was like just the dumbest fucking shit. I like, didn't understand thing. it. J- literally, and I, I think I'm a smart person. I would like to believe that. I, I think I, I can take it apart. <laughs> okay. Because it's it's like uh, this like meta text. It's like the, <laughs> another like meta layer of like lefty discourse about like um, – how, oh, everybody's just trying to, like, wield power through, like, media criticism because we don't have any power ourselves. <laughs> like, like, that's, like, the big, that's, like, uh, the, the where right. I think he's coming from is, like, I don't know, oh. I just like talking about stuff. <laughs> like, how, yeah, sorry, right? we're not allowed to talk about TV shows that, like, no. the point of but the I, TV show. And I'm show? close to, in a way, like, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I have you some can, insight here that I thought that I is your real share. life. <laughs> You can now only watch TV shows alone without talking to anyone about them. And they're, they're TV shows that are so specific and only about pretend relationships. Yeah. But you can't talk about it. And like this show in particular, like you can talk about any show, but this show even more than others wants you to have a conversation about it. Right. And is by definition conversing with itself and Nathan Fielder's past work. 
So it's yeah, like right. inviting you into this. And I, that's what I was talking about in the post and everyone was coming at me and I didn't understand. Yeah, and he has a yeah. millions, millions and millions of followers and stuff just like sicking that on you. Yeah, like so I'm, stupid. I'm good at ignoring that sort of thing. It was like definitely <laughs> a lot of heat. It, My brother texted me like, are you okay? I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made me feel like I should be more worried than I was. <laughs> I just, I wished I caught, I wish I caught it right when it happened so I can be like, you're a fucking idiot and there's a chance he could have seen me because like he like like that is so fundamentally like anti-art like anti like yeah that's kind of what I, I think some of my replies were about like i'm just critiquing the show that we all like or i think yeah. a lot of us talk about it like and i do like it so why are we like can we just talk right. about it? I liked when you pulled out your poster of the ghost realtor. <laughs> oh my, well, that didn't hit me until later. I, I have the um, the poster, or it's the actual bus ad from the ghost bus realtor ad. episode of Nathan for You. <laughs> and oh, I never knew fuck. what to do with it. Yeah. Cool. Like, Abso was moving at one point and yeah. a, a bunch of stuff was getting thrown away. So I'm like, oh, I don't want this to go in the dumpster. <laughs> like, I remember Dave Nebone, one of the uh, like co owners of Abso, was just sawing the NASA space box from that child. <laughs> Oh my uh, god! The hotel Getting orgy. ready to throw it out. Yeah, it's like literally standing in the dumpster, sawing it in half, and I'm like, "Here goes history." Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I did like. They I love the that they. Museum. Oh yeah! Oh my god! That's season two. Museum. Which one? Can, like uh, oh, actual Nathan turning Nathan all the stuff. Yeah. yeah, an actual museum oh, yeah. of like yeah. stuff that you could oh, check yeah. out. Like you could visit the museum and check out props or actors to either like do your own Nathan bit or rehearse something <laughs> proprietary. This is art and labor content. Um, HBO. Yeah, we're we're paid consultants uh, for HBO. Trademarked. So I will be invoicing them. Email me at my HBO email. <laughs> yeah. Original character. Do not steal. <laughs> um, I liked that there was that, that there was a, delicate callback to my my favorite Nathan for you episode where he um is trying to sell like a very boring toy and and the whole thing is convincing the oh, ch- yeah. children that yeah like if they're <laughs> if they don't want the toy they're a baby yeah. and it like was incredible amazing and then he did that to the kid with the yarmulke oh, I don't. in the car he was like he was like Jews wear these so so did, are you gonna wear it? And the kid was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a Jew. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, like, I so do you Jew, want yes. this hat, right? I didn't make that connection, but you're right. That's the same like level of child manipulation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's then there you go. Proof in your in your case against this person who's yelling at you. <laughs> that is manipulation on screen. It's twice. Yeah, it was. It was so. No, it's part of it. Yeah, nobody could argue yeah. that it's not manipulative. Like, that's what was so like absurd about the whole situation. It's like at, at a certain point, it's like, dude, are are you getting a check from HBO to be an influencer to just keep the conversation I think going? Really, just that some people <laughs> are happening? like they really cannot handle the idea that maybe they like something that's bad, maybe because it's bad. Like evil. That's my big 100%. takeaway too. It has yeah. to be like huh. has yeah. to be more. It's I mean it's the same thing with like well what's funny is they always try and like uh push it as though only like the tender queers or whatever do it. Um yes, they do. And it's everybody. They do they everybody, yeah, everybody. does yeah. it. 
Yeah. It's it, the sort I mean like especially true. like like Marvel fanboys are like oh, a big yeah. very uh, vocal <laughs> example of someone who like mm-hmm. they they are very unwilling to accept that a Marvel movie might not be a movie the same way. I don't know. Uh, this this does <laughs> really nicely. Kane. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In into the, the other side of the conversation I wanted to have which is like the kind of like constant fucking viral sad posting about like HBO Max taking down right. uh cartoons uh to deny the creator's residuals which of course is sad and fucked up but it's also the clear result of like the false scarcity that we live under where we take the shitty contracts um because we're afraid otherwise there's going to be no contract at all we don't rock the boat we don't say palestine on tv you know, no, that's because, the Hollywood experience. It's yeah. all compromise. It's all like, I mean, I have, I have like very sweet friends who I kind of like lightly would be like, I don't think you'd do well in Hollywood because you're too good. Like you're too, <laughs> you're too nice. And like, I, I am constantly making compromises that I'm beating myself up over at every turn. And I'm doing it at a low level and it's already hard to deal with. And like, I can't imagine getting higher up and just having to like suck it up and work with someone you know is evil and who has done awful things because if you say no, everything you've been working for for 10 years just goes down the toilet. Like yeah. mm-hmm. that's a fucked system all the way down. Yeah. Well, and I think one yeah, of it keeps, the- It keeps good people out. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, like, I think a lot about that last shot of uh, the rehearsal in that season where um, there's, there's the long edit like focus on his face and I think you're watching this process happen where he realizes that uh he's been a really bad person and that he has manipulated himself to the extent that he manipulated Patrick in order to generate a real response and then holy shit this is amazing content and then (laughs) moving on from that um so it's it's like I mean yeah it's part of the, the meta uh, right, you're you're saying that like you know w- we're getting a glimpse of the kind of like ho- type of Hollywood person it takes to have a show. Yeah, it's, exactly. Like, like um, I mean, but even in that, like that to me, I would guess is all narratively planned out before he ever sat down to shoot that shot. Yeah. And I don't mean that even as like an insult to the show. I mean that as like that's the show they wanted to make, and they had Nathan clearly is thinking about what he may or may not have did wrong on Nathan for you and is trying to address a lot of that. And it's like a pressure release valve when it comes up for the audience, like in episode four, when he's uh, like addressing the fact that the cameras can influence you to do things and go along with stuff you wouldn't, Mm -hmm. it feels like, Oh, thank God he knows. And it's like, of of course he knows. Like we know that all the, like all the way, but the illusion that they're building necessitates a moment like that so that we can mm-hmm. like kind of keep watching and feel better about it. Well, yeah. And to we bring can it back, reset back to yeah. mm-hmm. that, the fact that this is all not a real thing that's happening. It's yeah. 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 Sorry, okay. And well, and to bring it back to the labor side of it and to tie, tie what you're saying together too, Hannah is like children is the straw that ultimately mm-hmm. breaks the camel's back <laughs> in, in this show. we, um, we learn the ins and outs of child labor laws mm-hmm. in uh, acting and um, and it's shown why those things are in place. It's shown exactly why those <laughs> yeah. things are in place. And, and the necessity think, of unions because like even yeah. when you have the best possible 
uh, intentions with them, it's still, yeah, it still can go horribly awry in exactly the ways that you're trying to avoid. Trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is landing right around that Jeanette McCurdy book that just came out where she's talking about Nickelodeon's, uh, abusive child actors I mean, like Dan, it's just yeah. no he it's part of yeah yeah that's its own <laughs> and schneider uh pedophile yeah, piece of shit super, yeah yeah um like yeah the 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 thing is like it's not just about children though it's about everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody deserves this like in the in the type of work that they're doing yeah. and the you know residuals were one by the unions as because these productions something that this show doesn't show enough of is that between like these these people work incredibly hard to build a replica of a shitty brooklyn bar and then they (laughs) are unemployed for three months Mm -hmm. they don't have health insurance and they then like they have to like go in between like maybe they have to like coercively stay with a partner who does have health insurance maybe they have to like be on and off medicaid yeah (laughs) like juggling the marketplace yeah (laughs) you kidding me terrible i mean i have like writer friends and like i think they're struggling more than they ever have just because like it's a terrible like job market for tv writers right now and it's funny to think like when i was younger i just assumed if you write for a tv show and it used to actually be this way too like if you write for like one or two shows (laughs) and those shows were kind of a hit you were just rich that was it that was literally the point of residuals (laughs) literally the point of residuals was because it's so long in between Mm -hmm. shows the residuals keep you your family afloat streamers disrupted everything yeah like streamers came in and they did the uber effect to like all the existing tv structures where now everyone is being cheated and nobody has the same protections they did and like when i worked on i think you should leave it was classified as like a new media show which would be the equivalent of a youtube like sketch like of a a web series (laughs) so the rates didn't have to be the same as they would be for a network show they are still they last year they're still kind of doing that like um, a few unnamed new media, um, call them, I don't know, content projects, uh, mills. Uh, yeah, content um, mills. I, I guess like, <laughs> let's say the biggest one, right? I mean, I'm not going to, who cares, but they still are classifying themselves as new media and the rates were between like two and five dollars an hour less than like a CBS show, for example, um, which is like old school TV. Uh, and, <laughs> and then in part of the um, like recent renegotiations that happened in the like wake of the impending strike, they yeah. were like, this is not happening. You cannot do this anymore because it's the same thing you have way more money and it's why like what's the point of doing this you're not new media your your model has proven that it it works very well so like get off yeah especially like netflix who operates entirely on which maybe is what you're talking about um operates entirely on like just (laughs) (laughs) we talk about netflix on here all the time and they pull that shit all the time so yeah like they want to have so much content um that like it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. They just want to have a huge quantity of it out there. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you 
if you did less and you focused on making good stuff and you were able to afford to make the shows you're making and not like make 60 shows for the price of 20 or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you'd be, (laughs) you'd be able to ethically operate. No problem. (laughs) It really wouldn't be an issue. (laughs) I, um, this is kind of a, I mean, maybe rickety segue, but, uh, I had mentioned this to Sarah earlier this week that like, Amazon is about to come out with a show that is made by Amazon with footage from Amazon ring doorbell cameras. Oh, I saw this. This is dark. Yeah. It's like the darkest place. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, Oh, because I guess part of the stipulation when you buy one of those Mm -hmm. is that Mm -hmm. you give permission to share that video with like police and anyone it's basically like public, or it's really no, it's Amazon. It's like it's, Amazon, yeah. yeah. It's it's whether Amazon <laughs> cooperates, and they've been very okay cooperating with cops. Oh, Amazon I'm is a sure contractor, yeah, contractor of the cops and of the military. Yeah. <laughs> um, not quite the actual military yet. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty <laughs> rad. The goal of making that show, I like, know, it's it's one thing to have access to it and to know that Amazon can look at that stuff. It's like, like the equivalent of wife. We hired editors, and yeah, like this show, oh, show sketch that then became a real show, which was oh, just, yeah. right. which one? Yeah. Do you remember that? Wait, which one? What show? Wife swap. Oh, yes, <laughs> that, that's how white swap happened. There's no that's way white swap was a Chappelle show sketch. I'm pretty sure, but the actual. <laughs> well, I think you're right about the timeline. Yeah, because yeah. there's, there's other right shit that's too. happened like that. Yeah. What was I the? Mean, you remember the reality how, show that was like called Black White, where they they had a family oh God, of white yes. people dress in blackface and then oh vice versa. Oh my God, no, I don't remember that. I remember the real show. I had a teacher show that to me in a class. As if no, it was you did not. <laughs> oh, I swear to God. Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it showed our class an episode. Yeah, I will say I just White Chicks was made. Also, I literally just watched White Chicks for the first time like a couple weeks ago. How's it hold up? And yeah, what did you think? It's honestly like great, except there's like it, it, it's, it's extremely racist to Latino people, like uh, extremely. Uh, like, uh, I but otherwise, I think it's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember much of it. I literally haven't seen it in like. God. I don't. Yeah, I, I saw it exactly once. I don't know. Maybe I saw it in the theaters. Is that? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say know. when we were, like, I in high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I do remember, I, I remember, like, Chappelle's show airing. I remember, like, um, like, the satire that was happening at the time about, like, how fucked up reality TV shows were. And, like, you know, Nathan, people are like, oh, yeah, it's, like, on you know amazing satire about reality tv and it's like yeah we have we have satire up to our fucking eyeballs about it mm-hmm. they're just they're just gonna keep making it unless mm-hmm. we like legit like get super super into organizing our workplaces and making this shit better because it's otherwise they're just gonna keep cu- taking shit they're gonna keep doing the the new media contracts mm-hmm. like even though the the you know, almost strike action, like won all these historic gains. Um, it still wasn't the full slate of, yeah. of what, like, at least I think it was like 80 to 95% of the membership was on it board was like, with. Yeah. Like 90, I think 90%, 90% of the membership was on board. Yeah. Right. And then 
they couldn't get all the demands, even though 90% of the membership was on board. Yeah, that was demands. a real dark. Everyone I know was really pissed when they approved it because yeah. we were Insane. all like, it's going to keep, like, this is the one shot we have to push forward. And But it's it not like the we one shot betrayed. we have. Yeah. No, I, I, know I, that, I know it's not. I know. But <laughs> I will tell you it felt that way. <laughs> no, it was, it was really, it was an amazing <laughs> shot. And yeah, and Alec Alec Baldwin took it. Yes, and- thank you. I when you started talking about that a lot in the last episode, I was listening to it in my car, and I was like, "Thank God, someone <laughs> is saying this because the day after that that happened, Anna, wait, for, you are absolutely the first person to ever say that." <laughs> but go on. <laughs> oh, you know, okay, but not not what my, I my Bill Maher mug, but I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I said I said something really weird earlier today about Charles Manson and how I'm kind of like a fan. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I and I was like, you know, like whatever. And I'm I can't, I'm saying it again now for millions, charismatic. millions of people to hear. And my friend who I was talking to, operate. he said uh he was like, "Do you tell a lot of people this?" And I said, uh, <laughs> "Well, but uh, anyway, I just did." So uh, wait, where was I going? Uh, my Alec Baldwin okay, thesis. Okay, Alec Baldwin, you your thesis. Yes, I agree. But um, the day that that happened, the day after that happened, I remember coming into work and literally they had, it was like the day or something before or after they had set, you know, come to a agreement mm-hmm. or whatever. And then fucking Baldwin does his thing. And we were like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. What did we, what did we literally just say? (laughs) Like, uh, and what I think is really muddy and weird about that situation, aside from so much, it's all, aside from everything, (laughs) is that um, he was like the star and also the producer. So. Mm -hmm. Like Like Nathan. That, yeah, exactly. So that puts you in like a, it's like, oh, you can do whatever the mm-hmm. fuck you want, basically. Because it's like, which is probably why a lot of safety measures were ignored. Because he's just exactly like walking around like, saying, "Just do it this way. It's fine. I'm the producer. I'm the star. I'm the producer." And that is true. When a producer or somebody who's holding the bags comes to set, everybody's like, "Oh, like, oh, like that thing oh, yeah. used to do with all the dust." Like, we're but not the doing people, that. The people who could have, who could have been like, no to him, and. Mm-hmm not get fired we're all right. like conveniently like not there because they right. had probably don't need to be there well they they were like laid off and then and and they like, walked they all walked they walked because or they, they were walked. like this is unsafe yeah. bye because they were trying they were mm-hmm. they were like it's actually our jobs on the line if something happens this is dangerous we're like walking. legal not even jobs like legally liable yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So messed up. And then, and then the woman, the only other woman who was like part of that team is the one who was shot, huh? Yeah. We're just supposed to buy it. We're just supposed to buy that. It was all fucking. It was an accident. And and then like a week later, he's like, "This is why I'm in favor of having the police on oh, every yeah. set." Uh, yeah. The galaxy. Tell me that's not an operation. Yeah. Tell me that's not a fucking like yeah. strike up op- strike breaking method. <laughs> like, that's what that is. Yeah. Dude, yeah, totally. Baldwin. Like, man. They're afraid. They're And then they're his afraid. wife, uh uh what's her face? Hilaria. 
Yes. Fake Spanish. Fake Spanish. <laughs> Wild. She's from fucking Boston. <laughs> Remember when she like pretended to not know the word cucumber? <laughs> I don't. No. No, but that sounds sounds good. Wow. Uh, Roll the clip. <laughs> Wow. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna say These not like all a- Alex are like Alec Baldwin. <laughs> yes, Some of thank us you, are Alex. You're fun. right. Yeah, we it's actually ha- had Alec on for the Alec Baldwin episode. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was the last time I was here. Right? <laughs> Sorry. That's yeah, great. it was important yeah, to not, get not good all Alex. Alex. <laughs> yeah, I know a couple other good Alex too. Shout out, Alex. <laughs> we're out there i mean i because okay so what the you know people should listen to our previous episode with alec because it's really good and we we cover like a lot of this this type of stuff like these sets like a lot of the like most experimental and interesting stuff like kind of like has to be on these like Mm. like skirting regulations kind of yes um which is like extremely unfortunate um, I mean that's abso in a nutshell. That's, right? That is like the shows were made dirt cheap with unpaid interns, and like I, mean, I felt. I, mean, I learned yeah. everything. I, I was an unpaid intern for like three months. I learned everything about what I am doing in job now, and it yeah, sucked because they <laughs> like yeah, I didn't make any money, but they always went into overtime, so I always had three meals a day. So. <laughs> That's that I did think of it that way at the time. I was like, at least I'm yeah. eating. At least at yeah. least I have somewhere to be during the day. Okay. And I, These like, places are at least providing housing. At least no, it's, you it's have so fucked. Yeah, for dinner every well, night. It's like, I get the company farm. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's the same elsewhere too. But at Abso, for sure, it was like all well-off white kids interning because of course those are the only people who can afford yeah. to burn six months unpaid. Like, um, I don't driving know, those crazy like. <laughs> broken cnc rental trucks around i had to drive huge trucks with no training at all just like you can drive that right i'm like no no can you do it well then you have to go home and not get paid you're like cool i guess i'm driving this 15 foot box truck to new jersey oh my god well i would have like pas when i was when i was like coordinating i would have pas show up be like we uh hit something we scratched the side of the truck and i'd be like uh, yeah, that's it's of course that's gonna truck, happen. Yeah. We, you don't dr- you don't drive trucks. Like I, I couldn't. Like what are you gonna do? Get mad? Like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Eat the um, I'm sure somebody have, gets mad at them, but you're a cool boss. So <laughs> some people do. No, some people, some people absolutely do. do get mad at them, and it's insane. Just ridiculous. I, yeah. I, people people got mad at me for that shit when yeah. I did it. Like mm-hmm. if I was late or if I didn't strap something down right in the back of a truck, I'm like nobody's trained me. You're lucky I got here at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky I was born knowing how to use a ratchet strap. Yeah. Because I was not. <laughs> and I still yeah, like, God, God forbid I crash know. and like have to show them I don't have a license to drive this vehicle and like now the whole production's getting sued. Like yeah, yeah. The 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 I love like talking like te- film and television stuff because like the contradictions are just like so clear in like a nutshell this is why mm-hmm. i've like gotten so into like breckian stuff like mm-hmm. the like the <laughs> scenes like the like seeing the production within the production type like like you can really like dissect the whole like like trace of like the of of production of of the united states and like and and like there's you know 
there's there's so many layers you could take it and and i think ultimately like the one that might have to give soonest is education um but i i don't know the path there but Mm -hmm. i think because if education was free then in the capacity of your education you are an intern and you are being taught and it is explicit Mm -hmm. um you know what i mean like if there's some sort of like like oversight body through a school, like maybe facilitating these types <laughs> mm-hmm. of things, that could be like the most ethical way of doing it. Cause I think historically that is kind of how it, it functioned back when um, people could work as a lifeguard for two months and afford four years of college you know? well, and a mortgage. And a mor- yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think like there's, it, it is important to, uh, integrate this kind of stuff into education, but I think it also just used to be a lot more common to get education at your job. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Though. Yeah, like it could, like it could be like like a lot of these schools, like 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 in the, like film schools in particular, liken themselves as like practical experience type yeah. schools, trade school, trade school, and or it, it kind of has yeah. to. different name. No, yeah, it basically is like the ones that I'm kind of thinking of. Um, yeah. That's it's how like a I feel like degree. my experience felt very much like trade school because the thing that I got at the end was like, sure, a degree, whatever, but I got like skills mm-hmm. at the end. Like I had skills and knowledge and, uh, and, and also no debt. So it was like, yeah. oh. Just as context, oh, Hannah, thank you for th- Hannah went to Cooper with me. In the- oh, yeah. He's gone. <laughs> oh, no. He left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he left us. Oh, oh no. yeah. They just give you the toolbox, yeah. and they say like, "Thank you for coming. Here's like, you did it. Here's your toolbox. Yeah. Like, get out." Oh no! Yeah. Lost internet for a sec. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. Now. Welcome Sorry. back. Oh. I was. I, I cut out at some point. <laughs> no, it's all good. Just trying to slyly oh. be like, "Don't worry." I'm <laughs> Wow, I I can't. I thought we had such a like meaty episode, but I feel like I've hit all my points I wanted to make. <laughs> That's good. I mean, look, because I I feel like I actually studied quite a bit for today. Um, okay, let's hear it. Yes. No. Yes. Oh, sorry. No. Yeah, well, I, I I do. You, do you feel that way too? You feel like you've hit all the things you studied, Sarah? Um. I mean, <laughs> I well, I think that some of that studying was maybe overkill. I was going to start talking about uh land art but i don't think that's whoa no you you had that <laughs> okay that is kind of no we can like I, have okay. a different episode on it i think actually yeah about michael I mean, heiser's city it, opening up michael heiser's city but then also you were talking about like the actual artisan who made the spiral getty yeah, right. well, and I, I but i think it actually is maybe quite bigger and also michael Sorry. heiser is is was maybe more involved um in the construction of the city than um than spiral jetty was um yeah so we're good but yeah i don't know we can, there's we can get there there's stuff to pick apart there like i get where you were going because it's like who's yeah who's this producing is like, the actual artwork because you know you hire an actor mm-hmm. to pretend to be the pa who's getting actors to uh uh sign release forms and or like wear their masks in the restaurant yeah (laughs) um i mean abso is not above that sort of thing like yeah that's that's totally present in all of nathan for you i think there's a lot of that also might have been a real covid pa 
There, there is like, well, the, the guy, the guy, I think this is probably somewhat common knowledge. I hope I'm not blowing up a spot, but uh, Solomon, the PA that was a recurring character, Nathan for you, like he's, to my knowledge, wasn't like a real PA. He was just a guy they brought mm-hmm. in when they needed that. <laughs> oh. Thank you <laughs> for, still for bringing like, it up because, know, because yeah. I was going to actually say that before when we were talking about like the birthday scene, not hiring extras, they probably don't want to show their staff too much because they would owe them some money mm. if they were on screen a certain amount of time or something. That's what or I don't know how that works. Yeah. There, some there's kind a of union like crossover event. Yeah, yeah like m- mixing. Not that they bowl. couldn't work that into the story. They could, no, like, I mean, I don't know. I used to get Abso pulls people on screen all the time and we never yeah, got Yeah, well, yeah, you were in paid, several yeah. episodes of Eric Andre's show. Yeah, and Comedy <laughs> Bang Bang, I'm like in the background of a couple times. But so. it might be something where like officially, I mean, I did love that they uh, they became obsessed with certain uh, union rules, like the, the giant clock <laughs> countdown to when the child switch would happen. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> that was awesome. you know, uh, the only thing I know about child labor laws is that an infant can only work half an hour a day, which I just think is really funny to call an infant. That was in it. <laughs> to call it like, it's and that will. really and, hard to work around. Yeah. No. And uh, uh, that's why there are all of these hyper-realistic, the, um, the baby dolls that like. The baby dolls. That the, mm-hmm. these yeah. people on YouTube become obsessed with. They like um, the people who have like a bunch of baby dolls and they take them out into the real world and pretend they're moms <laughs> and stuff. Like those dolls were all developed because they needed to like have something that was extremely realistic because they couldn't use real babies on sets. Um, anyway, that's like the, not related to anything, but <laughs> I also like, I, I've been on a set before. I'm sure maybe you have too, Alec, where like you have a kid around that is the talent and everyone's work then depends on that kid's timeline, yes. of course. So you're if you're trying to like pull off some crazy like action or finish a set or yeah. something, you got to do it like you know you're in a way. I'm kind of relieved. Like when we've I worked with animals before too on Eric Andre. Like when when there's something like that that's on such a tight one or done schedule, mm-hmm. it's sometimes nice because it means like everyone has to just focus and get this done, and you don't get another <laughs> take. Like a lot of stuff I've worked yeah. on gets really meandering and like. We we go two hours later than planned because they mm-hmm. they want to try something new or it's not quite right. And I'm like, well, if you have yeah. like 30 minutes with a baby, <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> but it is stressful. Yeah. It's not like it's it's not. It's it should stressful. just be better all over. <laughs> or but you break union one union's rules in order to to meet another union's rules. Yeah. Um, oh well, like I worked with producers not mine. that yeah <laughs> rule breaking here none. <laughs> yeah, I've worked with producers I don't care to ever work with again that knew how to follow every rule and break them all. Like yeah. it was like just all every loop, every loophole in the book, every like sleamy, like sleazy, slimy way of doing it. Like, and, and I would, I would be the one he would turn to be like, this is how you do it. This is how you get away with this. We don't have to feed the, um, the extras if we get them out by this time. Like that sort that of stuff. That is true. That kind of shit is so <laughs> evil. I hate that. It sucks. I'm just like, like he would tell me that and be like, well, don't we have it in the budget to feed the extras? Yeah, like, can't we yeah, just? Yeah, but we can feed save the them, money. Though? Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of Austin's You'd be like, yeah, hackers, come on, like. Just so excited to get away with something. I'm like, don't have to do it this way. Yeah. How about you just right, like 
you you won't have to get away with it if you just do it like and i mean to be clear i didn't say it. anything back yeah i would just of shut my mouth not. and yeah just, just all right I guess. I, all right cool. what a great tip thank you i'm writing it down in my <laughs> book of evil things i'll look at later <laughs> Uh, it, but it's it, it's like these are the things I, you should take note of and then go to the union meeting and talk yeah. about it with your no oh, I've been on shows that flipped yeah it's like it's, I love it I, I'm so I'm so glad when somebody <laughs> reports something and God forbid I should have done it more but at all yeah because like, it's, um, it's important like it is important and it it's it's we've been recently like electing shop stewards which is new for me because not you know you're supposed to do it but Right. Whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> and uh, it's great because that person hopefully has taken this like whole training course on like how to be a good shop steward and know all the safety things, but also knows what to do if somebody says like, hey, I just got like harassed in the coffee area or like, you know. Anything you can. That's that's tell a luxury. Them. We never had any oh, sort of HR. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah, no, it's 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 literally when it when it works right, it works really well, and people are happier and like yeah. can do stuff. You know, like well, yeah, have, it's like we're saying, and it's not that it's, hard. It's, a, <laughs> it's not. It's hard. a tricky. It's a tricky balance because, like, yeah, you you skirt things in certain ways. I think, like, to make a like to to get. To, I don't know, to get like weird shows or through whatever like barriers, <laughs> like you get 15 minutes on Adult Swim and mm-hmm. that, you know, because it's new media or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, you get the heart she holler, and then, yeah, <laughs> why did we get this? But like, thank you. But I think it ultimately, I think like, I think the, you know, the creators, the producers, like who are, who like project it is ultimately nathan fielder gets all the credit for all of this right. fucking hard work that the scenic did like you oh know, my god yeah and 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 that with that comes like a like a certain responsibility to like be very clear collectively like consensual like you know there there's a there has to be like some sort of like way that like artistic people can like have these sort of like conversations where it's like i don't want to sacrifice the integrity of this this and this but i don't want to um i don't want to endanger my set so um we're gonna figure out collectively how to do this you know yeah. we're all gonna talk about this i mean um, yeah, the, yeah the truth to me it feels like it just a lot of a lot of the time what happens is like if the show just had a little bit more money it could do things the right way mm-hmm. but it, at the abso level which i'm sure is just common across the board for like lower budget shows um, one producer would come in and be like, don't worry, we can do it for this much money. And then he would just do everything in his power to make it work. And then the next time a similar length yeah. show comes along, Adult Swimmer, whoever would be like, well, you made it happen on this small budget before. Yeah. Can't you do that again? Yeah. And that number keeps shrinking. And it's like, if you would just, you, you at that point, you can't be the producer like drafting a budget, showing up to Adult Swim being like, here's what we need. We need, you know, like $200,000 more mm-hmm. than we told you we needed. You're scared to do that. And then if you do that, Adult Swim's gonna be like, well, no, fuck you. We know you can do it without that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all broken. Like it just needs to be pushed back and reset a little bit where like you understand those shows just shouldn't be made on that budget. Like I hate to say it, but like on yep. cinema or something like that, mm-hmm. which costs everybody money and nobody gets paid 
like they're paying out of pocket through Patreon money and the crew does not get paid well at all. It's like, you should probably just stop making the show until you can afford to. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of, I agree with that. I don't know if this is necessarily related, I but like, I think I've been thinking a lot about like, is it, is it worth it to have auteurs? Um, and that's probably <laughs> a conversation that's been going on for quite a while. Um, but uh, is it like, is it good for art? Or more like um, there is an attitude where it's it's like, well, it's worth it to have domineering visions um, and for people to exert power over others in these types of productions um, because we end up with a really amazing piece of art and we would be missing that if – um, it was, if it was all done democratically, cause like, how do I mean, I would imagine just like the structure of how movies work and are made and, uh, every aspect of them are made is, uh, it evolves from the starting point of like, we do, this is not a cheerocracy, you know? And <laughs> the, <laughs> but like, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. I mean, I, I think like, I love the, Nathan, I, the other end of, yeah. Of auteurs, I think are like people. Like I think very similar. Like because we think of this like kind of macho guy. Because like mm. I did kind of want to talk about Darren Aronofsky's mother. Oh, right, yeah, that yeah. Kept, like, oh. I kept like thinking about that with the baby, and then like with with set building and stuff like that. That movie, but and which which is a movie about like <laughs> are auteurs worth it? Oh, <laughs> and, I didn't see it. Um, it's, I didn't see and, it either. Yeah. But I hate, I hate I hate I hate Darren Aronofsky. So I hate him too, yeah. dude. I hate him I too. Blame me. <laughs> did not love I, that movie. To be frank, <laughs> I dude, but the because the movie but is just it. it's it it reminds <laughs> okay. me of fucking okay okay fine. It does. It reminds me of fucking Nathan Fielder too because it's just like it's like this guy being like yeah this is like all the shit that like uh I fucking. Uh, abuse and ignore to get my perfect little crystal. Well, yeah. You know what this art. reminds me of? I really, I did want to bring this up. Um, <laughs> when Nathan is being self-critical, mm-hmm. it reminds me of that Bo Burnham song where yes. Bo Burnham is like talking about how really entertainment is a is a con, and I'm 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 being fake, and and how worthless that self critique is because it's also a song that he's selling as entertainment That's right. yeah. and how mm-hmm. how it feels Undercuts really it. pointless to me to be doing that from the inside and still having to serve as entertainment yeah and so like That's right if nathan is devoting you know 90 percent of the runtime of the rehearsal to like am i doing the right thing is my show bad maybe well it's like <laughs> you're the least equipped person to be looking at this and it's a waste of our time for you to spend so much of it ruminating on that <laughs> That's Very right. True. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly that's 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 exactly it. Like, and and I wanted to make the point that like, if you look at like the type of media that was made, um, you know, when unions were at its at their strongest, and like in other countries when um, unions were at their strongest, like it's better. <laughs> it's better art. <laughs> it's like objectively better shit that's the other thing i was gonna say yeah the line where it's like there's just like no good mid mid uh funding mid-level funding what do you call it um yeah yeah yeah. that's that's you basically i think that's sorry yeah no no speak on on this alec (laughs) no 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 i I was gonna say like if you are 
making if you're like a Kubrick and you're making a film where you're terrorizing your actors, if you're James Cameron and you're making everybody quit on the abyss or whatever, yeah. like you're making a worthwhile piece of art, final product maybe, but like I promise you, you could get that quality of art by being kind, exactly. by being by being oh, a leadership, yeah. by being a leader that instills like belief in your abilities. Like, because you said film can't really be a democracy, and I don't. Th- I think you need a vision. You need to come in with one person that everyone agrees is going to guide the ship, right? And like, if you can be that person in a way that inspires the crew to meet that vision with you on your level as a peer. And not one who's trying to like trick and harass and I'm going to mm-hmm. scare the performance out of you and I'm going to yeah. work my crew so hard and I'm going to demand 50 takes of something that we should have gotten six hours ago. We need to go home. Like mm-hmm. you can do it without all that shit. That's why I get all mixed up. Like auteur theory doesn't mean being a dick. It just means mm-hmm. like having a vision. Yeah. And if, mm-hmm. if you can, yeah, I'm going to talk in circles. No, that's no, what no, no. <laughs> Offense versus defense in yeah. like sports. But right? I think it's that it's, there's going <laughs> to, it's like you're going to end up with. I don't know what with, sports are. Um, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> the. Uh, I guess I was thinking of it even in terms of like it's it's gonna be a much uh, rarer thing. Like a movie would be a rarer thing if you can convince all because it takes so many people and absolutely and, and it's harder to be a good leader. <laughs> yeah, and it's e- yeah. like capitalism is very like it is the easiest thing for people with power to do. That's always like everything is set up in this way. Um, and film as a product means you want to make it as efficient as possible. Exactly. So like a Marvel yeah. studio, which it's is just like, we've gotten down to yeah. a science. We bring in an up and coming director. We don't let them be a director, but we get the buzz from it. Like we make our fans yeah. write the movies now also. <laughs> <laughs> they like basically that's, so What's it is a bureaucracy. Now. Okay, yeah. Right? It's a bureaucracy. Yeah. It's a bureaucracy, <laughs> but everyone's involved now. <laughs> yeah, everyone's involved and nobody is paid. Yeah. And that's right. the fans that write weird. the movie. They're not paid, yeah. but then they really like the movie and then the movie gets paid. Right. And then the fans write the sequel. <laughs> And well, this this is like the the rise of like stre- <laughs> streaming stuff, and honestly, indoctrinating children into being super into YouTube and streaming mm-hmm. is so that we don't expect anything better from our art, and we just like look in the funhouse mirror at like other people also in the funhouse mirror, and we don't have, ever yes. have to think about breaking the funhouse mirror. <laughs> You guys ever watched the Mighty Boosh? Yeah. <laughs> Mighty Boosh. Yeah. Okay. You know when they uh, meet that like doppelganger band of themselves? It's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like That's people that. that look just like them doing the exact same thing, but <laughs> not them. And anyway, that's like, that's what TV is now. Well, I, uh, fuck, what was I going to say? So, um, Sorry. No, I no. think it is. No, no, that was great. I think you're right. <laughs> we just I think, agreed. I think, <laughs> I think you're right. Um, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I would not like. I would not dismiss like the art form of the stream. We just like we need a generation of kids raised on it who are gonna who are gonna do something really cool and crazy with it. It's probably already it's happening. It's gonna be fucking Bo Burnham, and they're gonna be it like, could be oh, look, better it's Bo than Burnham. that. Well, here's, I don't know, because just artists well, here's, here's are what they're surrounded like. by. That's true. Yeah, I've, I've noticed, um, like, I, I have a couple friends that I, maybe I shouldn't name by names, but um, 
they have like a lot of success with Patreon and mm-hmm. making their own content online. And I, I have one friend in particular who I think like has talked to Adult Swim. Adult Swim wants them to make a show, and they're like, "Why would I do that?" Yeah, I, I love that. I make so and much already. money on Patreon, <laughs> and I have the I have direct audience interaction that I want, and I nobody owns my stuff but me. Like, mm-hmm. we'll see more of that. Hopefully, um, I'm I already know it exists in plenty of ways where like the content isn't actually like worthwhile, but you know. It goes both yeah. ways. <laughs> well, yeah, those people should wield more power. Like, it's like there there should be like a yeah. Um, but it's not going to be this fucking like new media contract bullshit. You're going to give me no. this huge budget. And we're going to do it through these. And you know, you know, I think I actually just answered my own question in my head. Where um, the with with auteurs, where uh, the reality <laughs> is that a lot of people. Um, they actually don't care about certain kind certain decisions like they as long as they are being paid enough to live and i feel like i'm yeah. that kind of person yeah. if i'm being paid enough to live like uh at a whatever a stupid luxury lighting job then i would not have really cared as for much example. for example yeah <laughs> um, no sarah thank you for bringing that up because like i kept forgetting to bring this up the as the comics world enters mm-hmm. the Hollywood world more. I keep noticing this happening where people are just like, I'm just so thankful to have my show right. get made. Yeah. That yeah. I'm not even going to think about it. And then I'm just mm-hmm. going to be really, really sad when like, but that's, I but have you no right to own it anymore. <laughs> you can turn that into yeah. a good thing where you're saying like, okay, maybe we have a situation where we have one crazy person and they have a really specific idea of what they want to happen. But like, here's an option for that. You just find a bunch of people who don't really care, but are like, well, you just pay my health insurance or, I mean, health insurance is free in this perfect world I'm making, but you know what I mean? Like I'm being paid for my labor and I don't really mind. Talk about fucking layers. We're getting into like the meta theoretical layers about what art should be (laughs) and how art ultimately needs to be free and shouldn't be. I think... I, I think uh, something I'm thinking of about this is like there are some like some of those adult swim shows like Harchie, for example, like is incredible and was made for, you know, not nothing. But like basically, yeah, if there was a way to like I know some people who worked on that show and they the things they tell me about like making some of that stuff is truly insane. Like I, it's a miracle there you know, still like alive, but, um, (laughs) the, there's something that is awesome about like a low budget production because you have to be really creative and figure stuff out for absolutely materials that like don't exist. But I wish like in the, in the scenario that Sarah's describing, like it'd be sick if like they gave you, you know, the budget was enough for whatever materials. Yeah. But then everyone just got paid like, the good rate yeah like a, a i mean getting paid to a good like, rate changes everything you just yeah, you turn and then it into like, fast uh, project runway challenges where they have yeah, to go so smaller you, say, like, you want me yeah. to you want me to like uh make you know like a house out of <laughs> whatever cream. like yeah yeah whipped cream but i can't use dairy because you need it for a month and yeah. it has to be you know so like, then the, you really start thinking about it. Solve, yeah. yeah, I think art art organizing keeps going going back to like ultimately like like housing stuff um, because like a lot of like the content that we 
produce influence influences the housing market, which should not be a market, and then mm. causes our own displacement. Um, I'm thinking specifically of John Wilson, friend of Nathan right, Fielder. Okay. Yeah. Produced by Nathan <laughs> um, uh, and my neighborhood of, of Ridgewood, Queens, yeah. um, which is like what that show is all about. Mm-hmm. And um, and how like, you know, um, how that influences the like it, it becomes like a commercial for the for, for Ridgewood. And then because <laughs> we're uh, our housing that is a necessity for us to live is is tied to um, capitalist markets. Uh, there's uh, it, it it it's all just like more figures in this in the game, and like literally he buys a house in the show, and like you know that house like is because because nothing is being challenged in like the dominant power structure of the United States. That house he bought. It's only going to accrue value. We're going to watch the ascendance of John Wilson through, like, upper His middle class. Ownership. I was just thinking, <laughs> do you think he uh, got that as a tax write-off? Because it was a business expense? I mean... <laughs> It was part of the he show, maybe. It was yeah. part, there was stuff. Do you think he bought it with his own money, or do you think HBO yes, bought he it? Yes, I've seen he the did. I've seen, I've seen the deeds. <laughs> <laughs> but he bought it from that nice woman too oh, yeah. like no, directly legit. from her so yeah. that's and it, it kind of showed in the show yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it, and he he did it in the way yeah, that i like, think that like he was most able to like aligned with his own ethics but. watch this space um 2020 2040 <laughs> when the um the x x line is built in right. queens yeah. and uh, like half of queens has been upzoned to shit um, and there's no more cute little quaint small landlord Ridgewood to speak of, and it's all luxury <laughs> developments like Williamsburg. Yeah. Come back to me, yeah. <laughs> you know. For Williamsburg, we'll how long did that take? <laughs> I don't know. Like, how long did that take when they're making cutesy shows in Williamsburg in cutesy Williamsburg, and then we have the Williamsburg we have now, luxury hotels on every corner. We'll be on what, season twenty-three there. of John Wilson by that point. Yeah, we'll still be doing it. <laughs> Oh, how to evict your tenants. <laughs> <laughs> how to negotiate with Dunkin' yes. Donuts to buy your property. <laughs> how, how to... Uh, how to turn off someone's man. heat and hot water. <laughs> how to, like, park your car. Um, I don't know. I, this is, this is a good premise. So seriously. We can, we can get these a lot people, of these. <laughs> the people in charge, ultimately, they don't take themselves seriously. Like, Nathan... He's just a small bean coward. He's just a little well, and, but they also so those are like, parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they were. So. But yeah. they also so. like they try to kind of lampshade it too, where uh, the Hebrew tutor is like, "You're 38." Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's aware. Yeah, he's playing yeah, with it, like, and it's like that's that's kind of what aggravates me with it sometimes. Right, is yeah. I'd want him to be more real because that's that's his interest his interest is like mm-hmm. ask like it, it's a it's kind of a boring thing to do like what's real and what's not mm-hmm. but it he gets a lot of good fun mileage out of the illusion on this show mm-hmm. and it's like there's not a single moment in all of the rehearsal except maybe the bit where he's saying i riffed it yes i was gonna say that um, is like the that window. feels real yeah like yeah because like, like do you understand Sketch comedy, like <laughs> that—that's probably my favorite part of the whole show. Just because it, I could see a guy who's like 
just his whole life is is figuring out comedic structure, is explaining to this woman <laughs> why what but he did was okay because the, it was good thing, comedy. Guys, for right, all why of us- is Doctor Fart a good idea for a movie? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like there's nothing that was like the the moment in Nathan for you when he laughs about the pee when he breaks character because yeah. the, the gas station kind of drinks pee, or even f- I rewatched Finding Francis about halfway through the rehearsal, mm-hmm. and I was struck by how much better that one is at at maintaining the illusion that like Nathan is actually being vulnerable because right. the things he's being vulnerable about a vulnerable vulnerable about in that are situations where he's put himself in a spot where it would actually be really cruel to not be real for a second. Like when he's, when he's bringing Bill along on this trip to find Francis, he stops at Bill's like niece's home or, or like a relative. And before he steps in, I remember like thinking, Oh, well he can't keep like, he can't do his bit in there because this woman will be like, why are you taking advantage of my relative? So like when he's inside, he's very real. And like in that moment you start to like, buy into it a little more those moments are really important and then he does the whole thing with the sex worker where he like the whole end of that special is about how shitty it is to like just make a joke out of having her on camera and it even ends with her kind of going like well if you turn the cameras off like would we would there be any point to us talking to you paying me for my company and that question becomes like addressed in a very meaningful real way which Mm. is the answer is like whether it's whether he would keep her around or not, he needs to treat her with dignity and he probably should just turn off the camera and find out the answer. And there's nothing like that in the rehearsal for as big as it thinks it's getting. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think, I, I, and I kept thinking sorry. like, oh, sorry, no, when we, when we, when we like talked about it before you, Sarah, like I was like, maybe they'll tie it up by the finale. And I've got to say, I'm disappointed that, they didn't really. Yeah, but I think that—that's oh, something. That last that's... episode was him maybe trying, and maybe in a scripted way, so it's even better. Um, uh, kayfabe and uh, where mm-hmm. he's like, actually, it's horrible if it's real. Like love is mm. like crushing if it's if it's in real life. Like let me just keep the uh, the little glasses boy who is such a fucking <laughs> professional. That he was so good. He, All the actors oh they brought him were so good. That kid when he was, well, that was also probably scripted. Now that I'm thinking, of it, it's like, am I a good dad? Like, you're a great scene partner. Um, <laughs> I could actually <laughs> believe that that was real. I don't. I want to believe. Yeah. I want to believe that this like kid who's maybe a little too smart Actor for his own child. good. Yeah, like I think I think that's real because no matter what he asked, the the answer would have been funny. Like, <laughs> he's ready. I, I think yeah. I think they knew that they would get something good from whatever he whatever he said. Um, he's ready for the yeah. stage for Broadway. I mean, okay, the monologue have, at the end. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just about to say the end. Like, yeah, I. Like I'm maybe I'm just missing maybe I'm just confused. Uh like why the kids like I love you he he says mom and he's like no he says dad and he's like I'm your mom and then he's like no I'm your dad. He doubles yeah. down. I, I think that whole bit is like First of all, definitely one where they knew what he was going to say before they went, and that's the sense I get, yeah. which is fine. Um, during the monologue, he mentions like. He's, he's explaining to the kid that it's okay for things to be a surprise. You can't plan for everything, which I guess is supposed to be mm-hmm. commenting on his arc and how right. he's been worrying too much about things mm-hmm. going wrong. But like, 
I think I think you were like yeah, Sarah. You mentioned something uh, earlier how it, it was him kind of realizing that he's manipulating himself. Even mm-hmm. how like whatever they're trying to get at. I think the reason you're not getting it, Hannah, and I'm not fully getting it either, is because it's not that good of a culmination <laughs> of and what to they're make going it for. About like to, to bring gender into the whole thing, like at the very last, like. And it's it's really like not right. about gender, so it doesn't right. hit. No. Like it's you're you're no, introducing this this really potent element that doesn't actually yeah. play into it at all, and it is like about him. It's I think it's referencing the conversation earlier where the uh, Amber, the mother of mm-hmm. uh, Remy, is saying like, "You just know. You look into your son's eyes, and you just oh. you, you understand." Oh, that was the right. saddest yeah. part, of, like of the whole yeah. thing. Anyway, yeah. And in the monologue, it's mirroring that a little bit. Where he, I think he's he's supposed to be like portraying someone who is seeing that for real now, mm-hmm. and also recognizing himself as someone who has fallen into this trap and lost track of what he's supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. and then doubling down. And maybe it's a dark doubling down. Maybe it's like he didn't I learn that lesson. As, yeah, no, I yeah. saw it as an extremely yeah. dark doubling down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think because it, it they they do these kind of like. Um, I want to say like they're like lighting cues that, that I think they did so effectively in the first episode, which is like why I think the first episode stands alone really well. <laughs> it's a different show the, for sure. The first episode is a totally different show. Different. And, and they were filmed they very ha- far apart from what I know. The COVID shit yeah. like definitely affected oh. the show. But like the the Willy Wonka stuff. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. like my my point in the previous episode was that Korski should have a writing credit. Yeah, he pulled out yeah. that really Wonka thing, and they built the whole episode around that. Yeah, absolutely. The whole season <laughs> is built around that. Like, and then the whole season's built around that. And then they because they they have and they have like the really intense like like Nathan being evil type <laughs> shot that they bring back. Yeah, at the and end. he loves doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the the credit the credit I will like always give to this team, and I, I like the the people I know who work down it are extremely very talented uh, in like going with the flow and tying up loose ends. Like I I know the process is is very likely that they will get some good material mm-hmm. and then in the edit, try to figure out how to link it in a way that narratively makes sense. And they'll go back and film things to fill in the gaps, which is, reality I always tell people that's the only yeah. fakery. Yeah. It's yeah. reality TV and it's the only real fakery at play mm-hmm. in Nathan for you. And, and this, I suppose where it's mm-hmm. like things happen in a different order than they say, or things happen in a different time scale than they're implying. Mm-hmm. Like I know that the, I'm pretty sure just from talking to friends who worked on it, that all the LA actor stuff was shot after they wrapped in Portland. So in the show, it's mm-hmm. depicted as he went on a break and came back. But mm-hmm. like, I don't think I, I, I can't confirm, but I'm pretty sure that the timelines I know of mean that was all filled in to like explain bits of the story. And if you, if you listen, like the voiceover does a lot of heavy lifting sometimes. Um. And I, if, if the voiceover wasn't there, you might like be able to get a clear picture of what was actually Coming from that context, yeah. yeah. That's the thing with the actor, with the scenes that they're actors, like like the ambulance scene. Like, <laughs> yeah. if they could have shot that any time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was, I, yeah. I'll allow them a, a kind of playing with reality there a little bit because it did produce my favorite joke in the entire show, which was like, I had been gone for nine years. <laughs> <laughs> no it's great like it's it's something that i don't actually criticize it i think that's like no, it's the only smart. way you can make a I mean, show it's, like it's this a yeah sh- it's yeah it's entertainment it's a narrative maybe. and it's you have showbiz. to you have to put it together 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. And I, I love that it invites the conversations about this. It's just like, I think it's like for a lot of us who like went to, went to art school or work <laughs> in film and TV, like we, we are into picking artifice and figuring out how things are made and produced and like, uh, not everybody's coming to that show with the, the same the levels same of clarity. Eyeballs, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I, I wish they would be a little more honest about like what's real and right. what isn't because I know that the, the point of it in their eyes is to like make it unclear, but I don't know. I always, I always think of like on cinema as a really good example <laughs> of something where Tim and Greg are in character and they don't like to break character, but they are not, trying to convince anyone that that's real right and everybody all their entire audience plays along and it yeah. all works like it never falls apart because they're not trying to sell it like i don't know when i was doing mr boop um early on people were i think i've talked about this on here even but people really were unsure if i was actually like a mentally ill person who yeah. was obsessed with the cartoon character <laughs> and i made a point really early on just to like tamp that down and be like no it's i'm 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 doing, doing a, bit. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and now that you know that we can all continue to play along and not feel conflicted about it. And yeah. you mentioned earlier, like maybe this will wrap up by the end of the season. Um, and that's a problem I have with a lot of TV, like, like Westworld is a good example oh too, God. where I'm like, are you wasting my time? I don't know if you're wasting my time until you reveal something to me. And we're going to uh, Watchmen too. Like Watchmen is like, where are you going with, with this really controversial race related like plotting and I have to trust you. And then you get to the last episode and it turns out they were going nowhere and yeah. it was meaningless and actually really awful. And, and then cop, but they've already gotten like 10 weeks of discourse around it and people celebrating them yeah. for bravely tackling the subject matter. And I'm like, well, if you just released it all at once, we wouldn't have ever thought it was good. I was just thinking about <laughs> that in like the, the kind of uh, cultural like waves being produced by like, well, and I mean, like, obviously the rehearsal is just a much better show on face value, but like, as opposed yeah. to Sandman, <laughs> like, <laughs> which is like a not great show, but they did release it all at once because I think that people would not have had faith in if it went week by week either. <laughs> so they were like, fuck it. Just like, oh God. it's Netflix too though, right? Yeah. Is it, Netflix. Yeah. They, they so, like yeah. won't release things weekly anyway. It's so oh, even when it would benefit. That's some insider baseball. Cause they'll do it. They'll do it with anime. Yeah. I don't know if it's inside baseball. I think like, it's probably um, not. I'm just an idiot. That's not true. Oh. <laughs> but I know anime fans are always pissed. Cause whenever they license an anime, um, they'll yeah. like dump chunks of it all at once instead of doing it weekly. And I think anime fans are really convinced and maybe correctly that a show yeah. benefits from being talked about on a weekly basis. It so it can build an audience. It really does. It absolutely yeah. does. Yeah. But I love the dump because <laughs> <laughs> i don't yeah i don't mind like i don't mind like being like in in balance but i think it's like it's a it's a thing of like, like there's like, a lot of like really shitty stupid commentary and critics mm -hmm. there's a lot mm -hmm. of like really dumb shit um and you kind of have to like look for some context of like i don't know like i just appreciate that we're all like artists we all like deeply care about like work and like and 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 how like and what art is and like that is central to the, the like loving critique and also central to like you know my critique personally is like a materialist marxist critique <laughs> of like how is this 
helpful to is this liberatory a liberatory <laughs> world um so that's always going to like play into what i'm doing so like when i'm encountering these like you know big shot dudes who get a, their own hbo show of course i'm going to be really critical of them and drop my little gossip bit which is that fucking john wilson he he feels bad about it but he went and ate at the landlord restaurant that everyone hates in Ridgewood. Wait, what's the Rolo's restaurant? Yeah, what? It's called Rolo's, yeah. named after the the landlord's dog. This has been written about extensively. Oh, shit. This, the, this developer, Kermit Westegard, um, is trying to curate Ridgewood. Right. And, you know, we've talked about it on this show. Dang, I for, heard about that. Forever. Now I'm not going. <laughs> you can't you be going. You can't be going there. And I'm it's not like, going to be have, going there. And But John Wilson feels bad about it so he tells me about it because he knows that oh i will God. admonish him <laughs> he's not gonna keep telling you stuff if you just say it like this though i don't no, care he wants, no, he wants the self-flagellation why. this is his he way wants of- oh, that's it. a yeah. good point yeah he's definitely <laughs> they're pathetic yeah. nathan fielder is pathetic and a coward and i know he wants to hear that yeah that's, the, that's why are you making him feel like a bad Jew? that's why they <laughs> that's why they found Miriam because they were like this woman's gonna this woman's gonna like fuck this guy uh, but I, I, I don't know. I liked her for one. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, oh, that's that, that was a really good editing. Yeah, like yeah. they they really built her up to be the hero of the episode and then pull the rug that's out. Rock. I so loved. Hard. We also got like good. a a sneak, a very small peek about with of some like Nathan Fielder, Daddy Dom porno, and <laughs> then he did us dirty with oh. the not wearing a wig. <laughs> 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 Yeah, and then also that whole thing where where he was, like kept trying that interaction with that with the the Remy kid. Yeah. And he was like, "What if I try oh, it with a, 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 oh my God. a, a adult well, playing a child?" Yeah, saying the daddy Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. it's like the shot Looking of that vague. guy vaping, jeweling in the child's shot. costume. It's just like unbelievable. Clearly off Craigslist personals, like where you so here, really I was going to say, I was going to say earlier uh, that like they really do reveal their hand a bit in this because I don't know if they, if they talk. I feel like they actually did in Nathan for you. They talked about specifically. They'll bring up like, yeah, we found this person on Craigslist, and it's like that's the like that's the baiting technique because. Uh, Craigslist is for crazy people. Um, well, that's how they found Core Skeet or something, right? right? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, uh, and I, I believe that. Actually I, do, cast I do think it. they would do it. Oh. I think they sometimes they cast, sometimes they actually probably do do Craigslist. Yeah, um, do do the guy. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true, Hannah. <laughs> yeah, I think um, like I, I wish I knew more about that. I, I haven't asked people. The much, guy but, like, who I, was watching the baby all night uh to, oh, yeah. to then press the cry oh, button that's 100 craigslist Ooh. dude yeah, yeah. Definitely. that was amazing and that yeah. they tried to destroy that man <laughs> and they they got not the not the cry operator but the guy yeah. you know the the like husband yeah, oh no robin. i was talking about yeah. the robin. the guy in the in the back yeah yeah oh yeah Same. Okay, sorry but yeah. i'm just saying they were like yeah. burr, 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 like making that baby cry as much as possible (laughs) yeah all right um yeah it reminds me of like reality tv show producers like getting people really really drunk like it's like oh they did that on eric andre too yeah (laughs) that's fine i mean like they'll 
That's a show where you have to really keep the guests in the dark until the exact minute they want them on set. So it's like, yeah. I think there's a mandate, like, give them alcohol, offer them alcohol. There's alcohol in the trailer. If they want it, they can have it. Like, <laughs> get them loose. No, that makes plug, sense. Plug my computer in. I'm, oh, I'm, don't worry. Um, we'll, we'll, can, let's uh, wrap up. Yeah, let's wrap. Oh, let's wrap. We're even going a while. That's true. <laughs> it's been a good while though. Yeah, um, so fun. Really, really appreciate you both. I feel like we hit all of our like our brain things. Yeah, I just, I really am glad both of you were able to make it because you know, I've like, I don't even. I didn't even know what scenic painting was until until you knew, like know everything. <laughs> no one knows. No, yeah. <laughs> but now I get to be the person to be like, she does all. She makes like an apartment look like. Uh, she makes all the walls look like a crazy person who's been like killing people for years. Like she makes it look <laughs> like that. It's like she's the one who does it. <laughs> It's just Hannah. That's just the point of this episode is that it's just one person. She might have done everything. But, uh, I don't know if her computer might have died. <laughs> <laughs> but I like really appreciate both of you guys uh, and all your expertise oh, uh, on TV it's a pleasure. production. Yeah, it's it's super helpful. Yeah, and, and we'll we'll definitely link all the stuff in the show notes. Um, but is there any uh, exciting news? I mean, you already shared your SPX. You're going to be an yeah. SPX. That's great. Yeah, Crime Hot 3. Buy it there. That's and fantastic. you can get my other comics online. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> and there's a Mr. Brew Pard cover you can buy from Silver Sprocket. It's beautiful. Nominated for an Ignatz. Wow. I hope you get it. Yeah. You know, the Ignatz nomination is you know fantastic. Me too. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I ordered it at the bookstore I worked for. Oh, um, good. Yeah. I think we lost Hannah, but um, I'm sure that she was just going to say something cute and fun and funny and, you know, like, let's... <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, let's have fun out there. Let's have fun. Bye. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. Lots of fun. <laughs>